Everyday Conversations, a podcast by the Gospel Coalition Australia. Following Jesus is a whole of life pursuit. As friends talk and share and learn and ask, we pray that you would be encouraged to think deeply. Thank you for joining in uh, into Everyday Conversations. Uh, my name is Arnaldo. I am uh, one of the pastors at Anchor Church Sydney and the planting pastor at Anchor Church Southwest. Uh, we are planting a church in the middle of a pandemic um, because we still mm-hmm. believe that God, uh, that's, that's God's heart, that's God's uh, missional strategy here in the world to uh, find folks who can partner with him uh, in planting churches uh, for, for the renewal of all things, uh, ultimately. And uh, we want to be a people here at Anchor who do whatever it takes to bring the wayward home. And we're joined here today uh, by James Dawson, who's the executive pastor at Anchor Church Sydney and who's been uh, absolutely influential and in, in, uh, one of the one of the major keys uh, to our planting journey. And we also have uh, Samantha Viglione, who has also been incredibly influential, who was part of the original team uh, over six years ago uh, with mm. Matt Sparks and who is on the new launch team for Anchor Southwest. And so thank you guys for joining me as we uh, chat about church planting. Pleasure, brother, pleasure. So the first question for us is is uh, church planting. We'll, we'll, we'll get to, to what it is in, in a moment, but um, I believe it's, it's important to, to talk about now as, as you know, whoever is listening in, uh, those who may already be in ministry, those who are thinking about going into ministry, um, Mm. or not, or just are, are wanting to sort of get an inside look as to what it means to, 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 to be in ministry or plant churches. So what is required to plant a healthy church? Because we can plant churches and that's fine. Mm. But uh, the question for us, what is needed? What kind of teams are needed? What kind of people are needed to plant healthy churches? Mm-hmm. What do you think? So a big part of my role is identifying, equipping, and sending out church planters, and particularly the lead pastors. And so I see a big part of my role, but also with healthy church plants, is a healthy, resourced leader mm-hmm. and lead pastor. And particularly what that looks like for us, what we're looking for is an elder. It has to be a spiritual shepherd. And you see that in 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1, the characteristics there, but that can't be trivial. We're looking for people that, um, a lead pastor, a man that deeply loves Jesus, mm. that is sold out for the gospel, uh, that has the characteristics of a pastor in the home, firstly. Now, that's your qualification comes from your home. Yeah. Um, but on top of all the qualifications of an elder, we're also looking for entrepreneurial leadership. Yeah. So you can be an elder, you can be a pastor, an existing church and have those characteristics in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1. But to be a church planter, you want to have a desire to do something new, uh, yeah. entrepreneurial leadership and been on that journey with you. But for Anchor, a really big conviction of our, ours is 
church planting that isn't opportunistic. Uh, for example, we have an empty building and we have some money. Let's just find a leader. Let's find some people and let's put them in there and start doing church. You know, you don't know what identified with that. But it's true. So for it's us, true. we want to send our yeah. spiritual sons. So people that are part of our family. So yeah. at the center of everything we do, uh, we want to have relationship and prayer. So we want to know the lead pastor. We want to have been in their home. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen how they, they love their wife, their kids, how they do hospitality, how they love mm. those that are mm. on the margins of society. And, and we want to pray into that as well yeah. and, and see if, if God is in this. And then after that, after we sense that there is this internal call and we see the gravitas that comes from how they lead their home, um, and then we're looking for gifts of, you know, preaching and casting vision and leadership. Yeah. Um, but that, that's core for me, that they need to not only have the qualifications of an elder, but they have an entrepreneurial leadership. They have a desire to start something new, a pioneering ministry. Mm. But then also for us, there has to be deep relationship and trust. So we're yeah. not sending out strangers and... This is our model as well. We want to be a family of churches, but we're not sending out strangers, giving them some people, some money, off you go. But we're yeah. sending out family. We're sending out you know, spiritual sons that we're going to be doing ministry together and that we know and trust deeply. Yeah, that's great. And so that's that's phenomenal from a systems uh, view. Like what, what, what are we looking at as a leadership team? Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who, who we're recruiting and who we're forming, who we're helping you know, we're coming alongside uh, to, to form in, into this role. Um, so from, that seems like to be from from an above point of view. Um, uh, but Sam, I know you have been part of uh, two church plants. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Church Sydney and now Anchor Church Southwest. Yes. Uh, so from your point of view, from being in the trenches and from getting your hands dirty, uh, w- what do you think it takes? What kind of team, mm. what kind of people does mm. it take to... Uh, foster a healthy uh, church plant? Yeah, I think um, I think that church plants are really hard work. Um, mm. It takes a lot of serving and it's really got to be an all-in attitude from everyone on the team and a whatever-it-takes sort of attitude. And so I think from that perspective, it's really important that people who are considering being part of a church plan and particularly being on the core team have deep intimate relationship with Jesus so that they're serving out of a place where they're not going to be burnt out. They're serving from a, from an overflowing mm-hmm. cup because um, it is hard work at times. And as much as it is a privilege and joy, there are lots of things that need to be done. And so I think first and foremost, that's really important. Um, just deep relationship with Jesus and just checking yourself in that all throughout a core team Mm. phase. And then another thing um, I think is really important. And for us, no surprise to you guys, we, we did the church plant with city. We love that team. And it was really hard for us to say yes to doing the Southwest church plant and um, doing our gospel goodbye to city. But Southwest, we live in the area, so it felt very convenient for us, but something that was really important for me and my husband was we don't want to 
go to this church plant because it feels convenient because it takes mm. 30 minutes off the trip into the city. Um, we felt really convicted that we had to have a calling to go there more than the convenience that it was. And so for us, we felt called to do local mission, which is something that we hadn't really been able to do because we lived about 45 minutes from um, Anchor in the city. And so I think that that's really important that the whole team feels called, that they're not doing it because they like the lead pastor or because they're friends with people who are on the core team, but a real conviction and calling for what God is going to do in that area and with mm. that team. Yeah, that's great. That's phenomenal. And and I thank you. I want to thank you in front of all these people, <laughs> these listeners, you and, uh-huh. Isaac and the whole team um, um, for, for being there, not, not just for the inception of uh, the vision that God put on Matt's heart as mm. our lead pastor and planter, um, uh, but what God's putting on all of our hearts now yeah. together to, to do this again. And so. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very, very excited about what uh, what God has been doing and, and expectant for what, what he's going to continue to do through his people. So uh, so with that, what, what are we most excited about? Because, I mean, I have a whole list of things that I'm just... <laughs> just quickly, I want to... Yeah, I know this. I know this is unplanned. I might cut this. From the, the question you asked me, I think there would be some people listening who were in the same boat that you were in maybe three or four years ago that they have this dormant hidden dream to maybe be a church planter one day mm. and they've seen maybe unhelpful alpha male images of what a church planter is supposed to be. Yes. Like what would you say mm. to that person listening? Like what would you say to you two, three years ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Th- this is, I mean, I, you know, I would say that um, to the, to to hold that to hold that dream, uh, if if that is a dream, if, if that's if you feel that that at, at some point or another has been a calling on your life, to hold that, um, but to hold that in community and mm-hmm. to hold that in front of yourself, to hold that in front of uh, God in prayer often, to hold that in front of people who know you and you love and you trust, um, mm-hmm. and not to hold on to it too tightly. So when I say hold it, I mean hold it with open hands. Mm-hmm. And ask the Lord to um, to make it clear whether you should go left or right. There. Uh, so it has to this the, the whole process has to happen, uh, like what Sam was was speaking about so so beautifully in 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 deep and intimate friendship with Jesus, mm-hmm. um, where you know Him uh, just as well as you know your your spouse, your friends, you know um, your kids, mm-hmm. as deep as you know anyone. Uh, you 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 hold that in, in, in front of him in friendship, and you just you talk to your friend about that. You talk to to your friend whether is this the right time? Timing is so incredibly important. Mm. I feel that yes, I may have had that vision two, three, four years ago, but the timing was off. And and I think one one story that helped me with that comes from the Gospel of John, where Jesus is speaking with his with his uh, with his siblings, with his brothers, and they're like, "We're going to go up to the temple. We're going to go up to Jerusalem. Come with us." And he's like, no, I'm not going to go. And I'm like, okay. And then the next verse says, you know, and then Jesus went up to the temple. Like, what, what is happening here? And it was it was all a matter of timing. Um, so was Jesus intending to go? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other people's timelines and frames were not his. 
He didn't live according to the timeframes of those around him. He was so self-differentiated that he was able to stay close to people, but still remain true to his calling Mm. uh, without carrying their anxieties, without carrying their visions for him. Uh, He was able to, to, to do that. And so it's a process. So, I mean, what I would say to myself back then is just continue pursuing spiritual disciplines, continue pursuing your silence and solitude and Sabbath and, and continue pursuing relationships and continue mm. pursuing friendship with Jesus. Mm. And if it'll happen, it, it you know, it, it'll happen. And so, um, uh, but timing is incredibly important. So those are some of the things that I would say to, to myself. That's great. And, that was unscripted, unprepared, but I think that's really helpful. And I think we would have a few listeners in that same boat. Yeah. Yeah. They've maybe got a yeah. one dimensional vision of what a church planter is. Yeah. Yeah. But they have this hidden yes. internal desire and calls. Yes. And yeah. And, and have friends broadly. Mm-hmm. Read broadly. Read outside of your tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, have friends who are outside of your tradition. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and allow the Lord to speak to you through, through many and varied ways. Um, to, to, to shape you in, into the kind of person uh, that, that does this. Because you, you don't want to plant, you know, it's, it's, it's so tempting to have so many different reasons to plant. So whether it's to mm. prove yourself or to, or to yeah. just uh, define yourself over and against another church, um, all, all those things are very toxic. And so um, you, you want to stay close to Jesus. You want to mm. stay close mm. to Jesus. You want to stay close to yourself. Um, and um, and stay close to other people. So, yeah. so I mean, I'm, that's one of the things I'm, I'm excited about right. about forming, uh, continuing to be formed by this community, but also forming other church planters as well in this. So, what what are you guys as you stand where you are in your position as you stand um, in very close proximity to what's happening with Anchor Southwest? What are you most excited about when you think about church planting? I'll I'll kick us off. Um, there's so many things. Uh, I think, like you said before, another like, there's a whole big list of what I'm excited for. Um, I think mm-hmm. some of the some of the main ones I'll touch on. I, I think in church planting, my experience from doing it in city, and and I think I can see us moving in this direction at Southwest as well, is you really do get a front row seat to what God is doing. The the culture is so jam-packed, um, the mm. team is so aware of the urgency for the gospel to go out, um, yeah. where there is any new culture, there's just this heightened excitement and joy and fear and just all these emotions happening. And so I think I'm excited to see what God can do with the the zest that the team has. Um, mm. And, you know, I'm excited for people to pursue their calling. Yeah. And I think that my hope for this church plant is that in 10, 20, 30 years' time, the area of the Southwest and the culture there would look different to what it does now. And so I think part of my passion and being creative director, um, I love the view of God as a creative God and I'm really passionate about how we can use the arts. And I think that the arts and creativity can be a really, really powerful communication tool. Mostly because it makes you feel something that just, you know, sermons and words kind of can't. Um, yeah. 
art just does it in such a beautiful way where it just pinpoints um, your heart. And so, you know, I think of Bezalel and, and the building of the tabernacle and just how God appointed him and equipped him to give people a vision of God. And I've got a quote here. It says, Bezalel gave people a continual vision of God through their wandering in the wilderness. And so I think that, you know, when, when you've got a church that has beautiful creativity, God-honoring work, then um, people who are walking in the wilderness see that and, and they recognize yeah. that. And so, yeah, that's one thing. I'm excited to use the arts, particularly in this church plan, and just see, um, yeah, how we can provoke people and draw people in through the mm. arts. I'm really excited for that. That's Phenomenal and, and great, you know, you know, and bringing up Bezalel, you know, he's the first person explicitly in the yeah. scriptures who is said uh, to have been given the Holy Spirit, yeah. mm-hmm. given the Spirit of God to do what he did. And it yeah. wasn't to preach a sermon, it wasn't to, uh, you know, write a Bible study or run our gospel communities, it was to create a beautiful space. Yeah, and that's significant, I think, because it shows that God values the creatives. Yeah. Um, I think in a world where, you know, even amidst this pandemic, I mean, the first industry to start to fail is um, the arts. And I yeah. think that God God values um, creatives and what we do. And, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. James, what, what are you most excited about? Like Sam, it's a long list. We're both very excitable. We're energized, <laughs> energized the bunnies. <laughs> I think first and foremost, it's seeing God break new ground. Yes. That church plants primarily are interacting and engaging with people that are hostile to the gospel or would never have engaged with the gospel or have been wounded mm. by the church. Mm. And so just just seeing God break new ground and seeing new churches reach new people and be a home for those that have been um, jaded by church. Yeah, I think that really excites me. That that's that's the fuel for the journey for me. Just reaching people yeah. that wouldn't have been reached. Um, I also get excited touching what Sam said, seeing people flourish in their gifts because suddenly in a church plant, there's space for you to maybe express a gift or even find a gift that's been dormant mm. and to and to lead and to um, you know initiate something that you wouldn't have had space to in your home church. Yeah. So I think of Molly, for example, mm. you know, Molly, someone that very much is just a spectator in the bleachers, yeah. you know what I mean? Like engaging a little bit, serving a little bit. And then suddenly God puts this vision on her heart yeah. to be yeah. part of a church plan and her, her faith just explodes in the south. Suddenly she's, her prayer life, her engagement in community, how, how much she's leaned in and now she's, you know, not just core team, but, you know, she's on staff. Yeah. <laughs> or as a volunteer and so just seeing it's not just church plans aren't just outward facing yeah. like for um, yeah. believers but it actually yeah. stokes new fire yeah. for the believers yeah and i think finally i get excited by the the leadership development that comes with church planning because it's mm-hmm. not just anchor southwest and then thinking about what comes next out yes. of anchor southwest and that yes. Yes. You know, you guys aren't, aren't this cul-de-sac, but you're this freeway yes. that, continu- like that. that continues to grow. And, <laughs> I like that too. Um, 
so I just, I, I just, I love the the multiplying fruitfulness of church planting, and I think it has to be rooted in our theology, in our in our eschatology that the kingdom is something that will grow. Yeah. It's yeah. like a mustard seed that will grow into a tree. It's like a yeast that will become bread. I think what inhibits a lot of church planting is this mindset that there is a finite number of people that will be saved that are Christians in this suburb and we only need a finite amount of churches you know, yeah. to care for those Christians. But that church planting is breaking new ground and praying that God in his pleasure would save people yeah. and it's in the Great Commission that not just for them to be saved and baptised but that they would be taught. Yeah. You see this in Acts as well, that when people are saved, they become part of a community, you know what mm. I mean, and they're taught and they're formed. Um, so this that just scratches the surface of things that excite me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And trust me, yes, these two are the most excitable folks. Uh, <laughs> mm. So that really is just scratching the surface. So I think for me, um, you know, a leadership axiom is that where the leader goes, so goes the church. And that's both uh, a scary thing and, mm, and a good mm. thing. Yeah. And I think what's, what's most exciting is, is are just the intimate relationships that we're forming um, and the ways in which that at this point in time, we, we really can uh, create the culture we, we want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Culture are just, um, you know, basically, you know, culture is not just a set of cognitive beliefs, but a set of embodied practices. And so for us, as we are in this uh, phase, in the stage of where the concrete is still wet, mm-hmm. um, what is it that we're going to be? Who are we going to be? And so uh, I'm excited to um, uh, really uh, take on various streams in our history mm-hmm. and, and, and and engage with them together. And so um, whether it's the, you know, the spiritual practices and some of the contemplative stream where, where you know, people think if that's that kind of church, then it's not really a church of justice or, or a church of a deep biblical mm-hmm. preaching, a prophetic preaching, or, or one where uh, uh, gifts can be displayed and used and mm-hmm. celebrated. Um, and so I, I'm excited uh, most to see what God can do as we, sort of meld these various streams that for, for so many years have been kept separate from one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what does it mean to be deeply formed in the justice tradition? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be deeply formed in the evangelical tradition where we value uh, the word of God and deep biblical preaching? What, what does it mean to, uh, uh, to, to look at what, the, the sacramental tradition where things matter, space matters, beauty matters, mm-hmm. Um, and so looking at all these different things that we've been learning and been formed by, I, I hope that as, as I'm formed in this community, that this community will, will be formed in, in those positive ways. And so I'm, I, I'm excited to see what God's going to do. I'm excited to, to it, and it, it almost feels surreal because you, you're in the game, you know, like you're on the field and yet you feel like you, you're, you're, you're somewhere up above looking at what God is doing through you. Mm. Um, we're really, at the end of the day, I think we're all going to be old, gray-haired, God willing, and marvel yeah. that God can do such a thing through such an imperfect people, yeah. um, that he can take our very meager resources, right? Like we are that boy who has a couple loaves of fish, a couple fish, a couple loaves of bread, 
and he is going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. And so because that's just the kind of God that he is. And so that's what I'm excited for. So um, I, I think our time is up. Uh, but thank you guys for, for uh, thank you to James, thank you to Sam uh, for joining me in this conversation. And uh, we hope that this has been a blessing to you, uh, to the folks listening to Everyday Conversations. And we pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you, sir. Peace.